Hey, PR. Well, hi, Tyson. How's it going? Good. You look like that girl from Brave. What? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I kind of do. I can't help it. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, does that make you brave? No, the red hair doesn't make me brave. Right. And so today's episode is about bravery. And we want to talk about, you know, what that means from the inside and what it means in our entire pyramid of confidence scheme. Pyramid of confidence scheme. Can I say the words right? Pyramid of confidence scheme. Scheme? Scheme? Scheme. Pyramid of confidence scheme. So how would you define bravery? Ooh, that's a great question. And it's pretty simple. I heard someone say this a little bit ago. I heard someone say that bravery is when you do something scared. Mm. And that is true. That's what being brave is. And so there's a there's a, a not a 100% confidence factor in this idea of bravery. Right, because how many of these things can you do perfectly? What can you do if you're already confident, right? Like mm. how can you grow in confidence if you have nowhere to start? And all of all of the layers of the pyramid are grown by a little tiny bit of confidence. And it doesn't take much, but I think everybody can realize that they can grow in confidence if they try stuff. And right. if, how do you start? You are a little bit brave. Yeah. And I was thinking about bravery in terms of big things happening because of little amounts of bravery. And there are millions of stories of famous and thoughtful people who have done a little tiny thing with a great return and you know an example is rosa parks all she did was get on a bus and sit down i could do that in 10 minutes and it wouldn't be brave right but it was a pretty subversive and brave thing to do it changed the whole world from kind of start to finish and she was a part of a movement that all you had to do was sit down yeah pretty brave but also where you sat down was at conflict in that story right and sitting down is a pretty easy thing to do i'm doing it right now and it's not brave yeah but for her it was as easy as sitting down but it probably took all her bravery but just one tiny little thing just sitting down it's mm -hmm. so simple uh, those kind of stories really inspire me. Mm -hmm. And I think that today, talking with our guest, you're going to be just as inspired. Yeah, you may recognize our guest today. She was our first guest on the first episode where we talked about values. This is Tatum Hunter. And so you'll be familiar with her voice and you'll be delighted to hear another part of her story that is the reason... One of the reasons we invited her to speak about bravery. So what is our purpose for listening today as we listen back to what Tatum had to say about bravery? You can listen for Tatum's examples of doing it anyways, even though she's scared. It's a pretty big deal to do something that you are uncomfortable doing while you're doing it. Yeah, do it anyway. Do it anyways. Okay, here we go. Three, two... Great questions. Great question. Hmm. Great question. Great question. Buena pregunta. Buena pregunta. Great question. 
great, great question. Dobrá otázka. What? Great question. Without the other items on the pyramid, bravery isn't going to happen, I think. And at mm. the same time, if you're not brave at all, you're not going to grow in confidence. So they have this symbiotic relationship that you have to nurture things that help you grow in confidence to be brave, but you have to be brave to nurture things that help you grow in confidence, which is not exactly a pyramid. It's more like a cycle, but I put it at the top because it's just this thing that's just taking a little bit of it. And like uh, some background on my thinking about it is I heard this song by Sarah Bareilles and it said, show me how big your brave is. Mm. And I was like, oh man, that feels so good. But it feels so good because it's a song. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel so good because it's actually true. Yeah. Like, I don't have a lot of brave and I want to like have a theme song like, oh yeah, I'm so brave. This thing I'm doing is so brave. But actually, no, it's not actually so brave. It's just a little brave. You know, I pushed send on the email or, you know, I signed up for a tennis class and I don't think I'm sporty and I grew in confidence about my body hmm. just by one little phone call to get on a sports team or something like that. It takes a very tiny amount. And so for our purposes, I wanted to like kind of prep you or put it in your mind that I'm looking for the very tiniest of movements or the very, very little bit of something that grew into something big. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. When Tyson challenged Tatum to think about how the tiniest dash of bravery can affect her life and that it's not always a large dose that matters, it challenged Tatum to think about bravery in proportion to all of the other ingredients that formed who she is today. This is the way that I am thinking about bravery right now, given all the stuff that we talked about earlier. Um, I am fascinated by sometimes the ways that people like misuse the word bravery. Like imagine if like if you went to the beach in a bikini and someone said, that's so brave of you, you're like, Whoa. and and I and what I think those moments are is sometimes we use that word to say, everyone around you is heaping bullshit on you. It's so brave of you to deal with that from us. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, and I think that it's, and the older I get, the more I can reflect back on some times earlier in my life that I was called brave and say, I shouldn't have had to be because the things that I had to be brave in the face of were people's choice to impose upon me. Whether it's, whether it's judgment, whether it's a challenge, whether it's something painful or hurtful. And so I think that, you know, I used to think about bravery as kind of gritting your teeth and bucking up in the face of something painful or challenging. But 
the more I've reflected on those moments when I did that, the, the more I notice it's the moments when I felt least like myself, when I've been the most unmoored, when I've been the most taken advantage of and have been the most painful experiences of my life. And, and I think that, I think a lot of people can resonate with that, where you, you get through something by being brave and then you look back and you're like, ooh, I feel icky. I feel icky that I was brave instead of letting people see how challenging it was and inviting people to make the world better for anyone who experiences something challenging by being vulnerable. Um, and so I think now it's like my small braves, maybe maybe it's like kind of what y'all were saying earlier is being vulnerable enough to ask for help, to say that things aren't okay to reach out to friends and loved ones. Um, and, and like to tell the truth. So maybe it's like both of my values there, telling, trying to tell the truth and trying to be compassionate to myself are laddering up to my new brave, um, which is like, I will never grit my teeth to make things happen for myself ever again if I can avoid it or I'd like to learn how to not I'd like to learn how to have compassion for myself and to allow other people to have compassion for me too okay so the reason we're wrestling with big brave little brave grit and compassion is because we know that Tatum had a big story in her life a little over a decade ago and it's caused her to try to balance and reconcile all of these things. Don't tell us the story like it actually happened. Tell us the story, how you would use your bravery if it were perfect. Tell us the story that way. Mm. Does that help you? It, yeah, if I could have a magic wand or something. Yeah, and, and go yeah. back and say, how could you have been frank about your situation? And how could you have been compassionate toward yourself so that you could have moved through those hard experiences with confidence or growing your confidence rather than devastating you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I was 17, I placed a baby for adoption. Um, and I won't you know, talk about all my feelings about that um, because there's too many. But I will say that 10 years after that happened, I decided to start telling my friends. And because I write, to start writing about it and sharing my writing. And a lot of the responses that I got, especially from people who don't know me well, like people I went to high school with and hadn't talked to in you know, a, a, a decade, um, you know, reached out to me to say, um, to say something kind, which is beautiful, you know, the fact that they, um, you know, reached out to me. But a lot of times the thing they said was like, you know, you were so brave and you, you know, were so poised and handled it so well. And it's like, well, by it, do you mean you bullying me? <laughs> you know, you know, I was so brave because people are really cruel to pregnant teenagers. And if people weren't cruel to pregnant teenagers, I wouldn't have had to be brave. Um, and I think, so I think having that realization of being like, oh man, I wish, I wish I hadn't like, can I not be brave and y'all could not bully me or, <laughs> you know, that's, that really stuck in my brain. Um, and so 
And I think that we see this in other ways too, where like, you know, if somebody if somebody has an experience that's really challenging, it's easy to compliment the grit with which they withstand that instead of being like, this experience could have been different for them. Um, and I could have played a role in making this experience different for them. So I think if I had had that same experience and I had been brave, you know, in the way that I would like to be brave now, I would, I unfortunately think, I unfortunately think it's an impossible question because I was a teenager, you know, I was a minor, Mm -hmm. I was trying to make a lot of adults happy. And so I, I don't think that my magic wand would do me any good. But I think that through that experience, I have this new perspective on bravery where it's like bravery isn't something that bravery isn't a club for other people to smack you with. You know what I mean? Like bravery is like is some can be something really tiny and it's and it and bravery never makes you feel icky. Bravery makes you feel safe with yourself and with other people. Um, So I wish that I had a really like clear and coherent way to say it but that might be the best that I can where it's like I want my bravery to be something that I look back on in 30 years and I never feel like oh sweetie you didn't have to be brave you know you had to be you know you had to um you had to be you you needed compassion you know from yourself or from others um and so and that's what I hope for other people too that that um you know bravery doesn't mean dealing with bullshit from yourself or from other people and maybe i don't know what it does mean but i feel like that word is so loaded for me you know so cut the clutter of people needing you to be brave for them not you being brave for you Mm. how were you brave for you because even though you were a kid you still were brave despite what I saw, despite what your parents saw, despite what your teacher saw, how were you actually brave? Even if you maybe have a nebulous idea about what brave is. Yeah, yeah. I think that the way I see it now, I was brave in that I, and I think this is true of so many people who go through something that's challenging, in that like I did not, even though I lost a lot of memories from that time period, um, I really did hold on to this, to this, you know, respect for myself. Um, like for 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 example, now I write about this, and I, to me, I think that that is brave because I won't, um, I won't forget or morph my experience to fit this what people are more comfortable with you know I think that we're comfortable with happy stories about adoption we're not comfortable with birth mother stories about adoption because they're really sad and it takes bravery I'm gonna cry damn it it takes bravery every single day to sit down and like open the laptop and attempt to say something honest um not something that, you know, is for the TikTok progressives or for the, you know, for the more conservative people that I grew up with 
or for my parents or my son's parents or my husband or my friends, something that's actually based on my perspective and my experience and my practice of finding grace for everyone involved. That has been really scary and overwhelming. And sometimes I don't have the bravery to work on it. Right. Yeah. Okay. And what you just told me is that let's go back to the values. You went back to your values. You open your laptop and you operate in those values. And the bravery is opening your laptop. Yeah. Literally. Yes. Sometimes I set a timer and I'm like, when the timer goes off, I get to close the laptop and go back to my life as a 29-year-old woman. You know? Yeah. And, and what you yeah. said before was that um, direct and thoughtful communication is important to you, as well as compassion. And you just told me that story. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think looking at my life, it's very obvious why those things are the first thing I think of when I'm like, what really matters to me? Um but it's take the second one's taken me longer than the first. I think maybe I came out of that challenging experience being like, I am going to, you know, I am not going to, you know, I never want to kind of bury what's really happening under any niceties or narrative because I'm pissed, you know. And now as an older adult, it's like, it's like, you need that twin value <laughs> of, yeah. of compassion, yeah, for yourself and for other people. And right there, Tatum comes to a realization about compassion for herself and for others that is so needed in this time, in this time of divisiveness. It can leave us all feeling a little individually unsettled, therefore unconfident. And if we want to build confidence, we have to lean into each other a little bit. We have to understand one another. And as Tatum examines bravery and compassion, she leaves us all with a lesson to learn. How did, even if it wasn't perfect, and I'm not saying that you were brave in the bullying societal kind of way, you actually did do a lot of brave things during that time, even in your immaturity how did it grow your confidence Mm, i love that question um because you know placing my child for adoption wasn't brave because it wasn't a real choice for me it grew my confidence because it's like never again can i can i like see someone hurting and I think it made me very um, critical and observant of times when people kind of get brushed to the side or counted out, um, where their very obvious emotional experience is kind of like not being seen just because of the surface factors of who they are or what we believe, what we believe more broadly. And so that's, I think that that has made me really confident because it's what my point of view is. I just went to Chicago to visit one of my girlfriends and she'd been taking um, improv classes because we love improv. And she's like, man, my my, um, improv coach is always saying that if you, you know, if you want to like be 
like, you know, be alone on stage or be a performer who people kind of remember who you are. It's essential to have a point of view. And she was like, what does that mean? You know, what's a point of view? She And she was saying like, and I, I she said, I'm asking you because I feel like you have one. And I was like, me? You know, like you think I have a point of view when I write stuff or when I uh, when I'm out there. And so I like left that dinner being like, being like, I, you know, my close friend thought I had a point of view. Like, what's my point of view? And I realized that, like, I had no point of view until that happened. I had no point of view. The only reason I am who I am today is because of that experience. And that's why I would never change it. Um, and of course, my son is alive and I know him, you know, he, mm-hmm. you know, he. And so I would never, ever, ever change what happened. And so I think that um, and maybe it was, maybe it's just. Maybe it's also the years of being 17 and 18. Maybe ev- that's when everyone develops their point of view, perhaps. Oh, it sucks for everybody, but you don't have to suffer so much for it to be you know, formative and difficult. That's right. So maybe everyone looks at their senior year of high school and is like, and that's when my perspective was born. But it's like, I'm so glad that I have a perspective where it's like, where it's like everyone, everyone matters. Everyone matters. Mm. Maybe to put it most simply. And now that Tatum is able to stand outside of her teenage self as an almost 30-year-old woman and look back on this, she's realizing, yes, everyone does matter. But she's also realizing she's not alone when it comes to trying to figure everything out. It's not like other people understand what should happen on Earth and I'm confused. You know, it's like everybody's, everybody's confused. And I think in the process of what happens to so many people in their adolescence of kind of losing their faith, or maybe it happens later in your life, you know, um, losing your faith and then regaining it um, really is pa- like a powerful process. And I think that it leads to bravery because you built your pyramid with values anew. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where like the foundation of your my pyramid, for example, can't just be making my parents happier or what, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. probably so many people experience that as they grow up. But I've built that, I've built that back up, you know, like the way I understood the world got kind of leveled and then I built it up to, to be, to be what, to be based on what I think is true, you know, and so I'm not just always looking to some authority figure or looking side by side to my peers to figure out what I believe because of that experience. And I think that that's bravery where you're like, my little voice inside is suggesting something to me, so I'm going to say it or act on it because in the end, I am not dependent on, I, you know, I don't just trust other people to always know what's best or to be right because we're all kind of fumbling included you know we're all fumbling and so you um, I think that that's made me more brave we asked Tatum to tell her story through the structure of the building blocks of the pyramid of confidence starting at the bottom with values and mission um okay so the bottom of the pyramid values and mission I just talked about how like when I went through something difficult as a teenager I felt like my values and my mission got totally scrambled and leveled because I didn't understand why doing everything right felt so wrong (laughs) or, you know, or um, I didn't understand um, 
kind of the betrayal that I felt at that time. Um, and, and I, um, when I kind of got to college, I really had to start, you know, rebuilding my values and mission. And I think I'm still working on it, but I knew that, you know, my, my values included, um, you know, being, being plain spoken. I was really drawn to journalism. You know, I immediately joined my college newspaper because it's like, wait, you get to ask people in charge questions and then write down like what appears to be the truth that just totally tickled my brain you know that kind of like holding power to account maybe it like filled some need for me but I just loved it I loved it um and um and then my education and experiences on top of that I got degrees in English and economics and I interned at newspapers um above that is curiosity and talents I moved to Chicago so that I could do improv theater and because I loved I loved kind of the focus on just honesty and presence and and trying to trying to get rid of all the flourishes and all the ways we protect ourselves because they make you bad um, at doing improv. Um, you were interested in yes and. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I I loved I just loved the whole the whole vibe of being in improv class and being with those friends doing that. Um, and I and I think by the time I, you know, was, when I was 25, I met my husband. And when I was 27, I guess I had spent enough time doing all these things that had nothing to do with that difficult experience I'd had um on the surface but like all these activities healed me um you know theater healed me in a way that I think you know choir and theater and yoga and all those body and voice movements in a group like they heal you and they heal your trauma and I really believe that um and um you know being being a journalist and feeling empowered to ask the tough questions and not be afraid of people who are in authority over me I'm gonna cry um like all and meeting my husband lastly who was really honest with me and who really loved me unconditionally I think all those things brought to me me to a place when I was 27 to be like I can talk about this I can talk about this without crumbling and I can say what I really think um even though even though it can be really scary um because this is such a happy story and I don't want to ruin it for everybody you know um so looking at it in the pyramid, I'm like, I can totally understand why one year I couldn't talk about it. And then eventually I could. What I heard you say is that you felt brave 10 years later. Yeah. And like when I, I'm saying brave with a little case B, because like I said, some days I open my laptop to be like, OK, like I'm working out my thoughts on this. I'm trying to write about this because writing's what I do. And I am not brave enough to do it that day mm -hmm. yeah and what has come from your bravery in the last two years I think that I think that when I first did the maybe it was brave of me to tell my friends it was it was brave of me to tell my friends and 
I think that when I did that brave thing, I was like, done, healed. Um, and so it's it's been, I think I've learned that it's like, your bravery is like, you know, the little seed, like Tyson loves seed metaphors. And it does have to get bigger over time because it's not like you rip a Band-Aid off and do something brave. You show up to tennis class. Then you have to play tennis. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> and I and it's kind of beautiful because in, in the end, you're just like, well, I thought doing this would fix everything because it took some bravery. It didn't. Now I have to be a little bit brave again. Um, but I know now that I can do it. That if you're brave one time, it gives you feedback that being brave isn't foolhardy. Yes. It gives you a little bit of fuel for the next time that you know your experience is telling you, your gut is telling you, oh, I told my friends. Okay. And they didn't even know me when this bad thing happened to me. What if I write about it? And then you write about it and you're like, oh, that was brave and I, I'm getting more confident about my story. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it's and it's not like it feels good while you're doing it always, you know, because you don't suddenly have all the answers. You don't suddenly understand yourself perfectly. You're not suddenly the most graceful and compassionate person. <laughs> you're not you know, none of it gets fixed with bravery, but you have like that bravery momentum where mm-hmm. where you're like on the journey because you started. So yeah. Yeah. And so we, we talk about it being a pyramid, which is a very rigid structure, but how is it fluid? Oh my gosh. I like that I like that Tyson, I think it was Tyson who said maybe it's a cycle or you said maybe it's a cycle instead of a pyramid. Um yeah, cuz it's not like I think of a pyramid, I think about like the little guy like walking up the side mm-hmm. and he reaches the top and like puts down a flag. Um, but it's more like shoots and ladders, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Because you're like, man, I conquered this brave thing and it opened up this can of new things, you know? But it's like, looking back, I would take that any day over being like, and I will, you know, and I will ignore this at all costs because you're still thinking about it. You know, if you want to play tennis, it's like, you're going to be more miserable dreaming about tennis class and feeling horrible for not going, then you are showing up and being bad at tennis. Yeah, you've got to start somewhere. My mom used to say, this is the most my mom thing in the world, but my mom used to say, if you were like nervous to try something, she'd be like, Tatum, you already suck. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, it's like, you know, which it doesn't make like logical sense, but it's like, it's like if you're worried about sucking, you do because you haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. So if that's your big fear is of is, you know, sucking or something going wrong maybe in this in this case, it's like, well, it's going to because that's life and you don't control, you know. Yeah. So maybe so maybe to your question Pierre, it's like if you do if you do something brave, it will probably send you back to your values. I do un- like I totally see how how without without your values, you could not be brave. Yeah. Yeah. And without being brave, sometimes your values could stay stagnant. Throughout this podcast series on the Pyramid of Confidence, I hope Tyson and I have helped our guests navigate the Pyramid of Confidence to grow their own confidence. And I hope we've done that for our listeners as well. And I think what we've all learned through this journey of studying the Pyramid of Confidence through a series of interviews with people that we find confident is that 
everyone is working on it. Everyone is constantly trying to find a balance. And balance is an interesting thing. We sometimes think of balance as a static state, but actually balance requires a set of tiny incremental changes on a constant basis to stay balanced. As an adult, you kind of get to this point where you're like, well, I now know myself. I can be this way forever, or I can change um, to be more in line maybe with my values. And that's intense. Mm -hmm. It costs you something. Yes, yes. You you might actually fail. Yes, because changing is really, really hard. Yeah. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. This was like so helpful for me. (laughs) (laughs) And us. Yeah. Thank you. I'd like to thank PR for the great question. For co-hosting, producing, editing, graphic design, musical composition, his storytelling, his technical prowess, and of course, his great questions. For a turnkey podcast just like the great question, you can find him at prfrank.com. I'd like to thank Tyson Brown for the great idea of the Great Question Podcast. Hopefully, her skills as a coach are evident in all of the conversations we've had throughout these episodes. If you're looking for career guidance, you can find her at goldengardenscoaching.com. Great Question.